Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson. I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan. Susan, how's it going? It's going. Uh, it's going. It's going great. Although I'm thinking, what now? I know. <laughs> yeah, it felt like everything. Um, yeah, obviously we are in a weird sports calendar right now, and it was just like the last two weeks. It was everything was like looking ahead to this draft, pretty much. Um, and right. now that it's we in the books, really hard. <laughs> and now that it's in the books, it's all of a sudden like, yeah, where, uh, what am I going to write this week? Who knows? Um, what? I mean, yep. there's not even like a next thing to look to. That it's kind of crazy, right? Like, yeah, you know, normal. Even like, you know, I, I cover a lot of baseball in the summer, but but even and we would be actually in the thick of the NBA playoffs right now. Um, but you know, usually even like from a UM perspective, like the draft would be over and it would be like, all right, next up is maybe the College World Series, like the baseball playoffs or recruiting season. Yeah, this would be some baseball and then UM would get toward the end of the season and into the ACC tournament and stuff, but it would definitely be slowing down. But now yeah. it's like, But we would oh. still at least have that next thing. It's like, all right, if they make the baseball playoffs, like, all right, we're going to have some stories to write or whatever. Like, you know, it's. Sports. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh, as it stands right now, we are um, waiting. And everyone is waiting. And um, so we're going to talk about the draft today, just like we did last week. Obviously, the draft in the books now. Uh, four Miami Hurricanes go all on the final day of the draft. Um, We'll touch on all those guys. A couple guys go undrafted. Um, Shaquille Quarterman was first off the board to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Then we had DJ Dallas to the Seattle Seahawks, where he teams up with Travis Homer in that backfield, and actually uh, FIU running back Anthony Jones signed there also. Uh, Then we had KJ Osborne to Minnesota, Uh and Jonathan Garvin, the last one off the board to the Packers. Um, any big surprises to you from the draft? Um, yes. I I mean, I thought that Garvin, John Garvin, defensive end, would go um, sooner. Yeah. You know? And I didn't – I mean, I, I just thought I, – I, it was getting way towards the end when he got drafted. Yeah. And um, so I was like, wow, is Garvin not going to get drafted? I, I mean, I was kind of – Surprise, very surprised about that. Um, he he went uh, in the seventh round, the final round. He was number 242 overall, but there's only 255 kids yeah, drafted. Yeah, he was really close to the end. I was like, are you kidding me? And then, you know, then I saw his name, and I was like, okay, all right, four is a lot better than three, and Garvin, I think, deserved to be drafted. I was also surprised that Trevon Hill, the grad transfer out of Virginia Tech, the defensive end for UM, because um, he his grades were, I mean, I'm not saying they were high, but people thought, you know, fifth round or something like that, sixth round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some even I, said fourth round, stuff like that. I, I just thought that was surprising. I was, I was kind of more surprised when those kind of draft grades were coming out for Trayvon, though. You know, like... Like, Trayvon was pretty good, but it's not like, I don't know, he never really totally popped off the That's screen. True. And he was the third guy. And he was the third guy. Like, it would have been, I would have been surprised. You know, I know that there was some chatter, I think, kind of before the combine or maybe right after the combine. 
Um, Mel Kuyper said that he thought Trayvon could maybe be a, a second-day pick, could be like that kind of surprise Miami guy off the board early. I was always surprised that it was kind of him getting the the hype a little bit rather than Garvin. Um, I think it was Garvin. I thought, I thought I don't know, I thought Kuyper said that it was actually Garvin who could be the second-day yeah. guy. But either way, they kind of liked both those guys. But ultimately, it kind of felt like, um, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, like how many guys were drafted at each position. And, and Ed Rusher's weird because – some guys are linebackers slash defensive ends. Uh, right. But it kind of felt like this draft, just like the there wasn't a big um, – there weren't a ton of defensive end outside linebackers going off the board, which maybe caused Garvin to drop. You know, some some years that's a huge position where everyone is getting those guys. Um, you know, it just yeah. felt like that, that was not a huge um, position that people like really kind of loved in this draft. Um, you know – and it yep. kind of started at the top where, like, um, you know, A.J. Epeniza from Iowa, who was, like, kind of at one point thought to be a potential top ten pick, had, like, a terrible combine and fell to the second round. Curtis Weaver, who, who the Dolphins got from Boise State, who's, like, the all-time sacks leader in the Mountain West. You know, they got him in, I think, the fourth round, maybe the fifth round, but uh, third day. So there were, like, some big-name guys that were taking, taking a long time to fall and guys that at one point were, like, kind of thought to be maybe first-round picks. So that position, I think, just kind of hurt Garvin by the fact that like there was not the kind of run on defensive ends, and and conversely, I think there was there was a run on running backs uh, really starting on the second day. Um, you know, the Dolphins were kind of hoping to get a guy at, at fifty four. You know, they were waiting on maybe J.K. Dobbins there, and just like all these running backs went off the board in a row. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, John Taylor. Uh, DeAndre Swift from Georgia, and I think it helped DJ because a lot of teams clearly wanted running backs, and a lot of running backs came off the board, um, and it set DJ up to go, you know, earlier than, you know, not necessarily earlier than he was like projected, but it's just kind of whereas some guys were falling because of the the position uh, they play, I think DJ was kind of helped by it, and now yeah, he, he gets a really good situation I think in Seattle where where they need a running back um, after. Last year, um, you know, they had to bring in Marshawn Lynch at the end of the year because some injuries and, um, you know, him and Travis Homer there, they're, they're both, they're both going to get a chance to play. Yeah, and I, I you know what, one thing that I, one thing that I loved was that I loved that Shaq went first. Yep, which I you think know, we both of, project, predicted. Of, it's not that he didn't get good reviews, he did, but he also got some bad ones. He's slow, he's not a good open field tackler. And, you know, I know, I both, you know, both, both of us thought, I mean, some of that might be true or whatever, but I, both of us thought he'd be a great, I think, right, addition to any team. And I know that Manny Diaz just loves the guy and yeah. was very strong. Uh, and sincerely, you know, when I talked to Manny Diaz, he really raved about Shaq. And Shaq's just such a good guy. And he's, he's been so, uh, like, upstanding, you know, with the media and, and Frank and, and can't, like a good guy to us, um, always been respectful. And he really has been. I mean, mm-hmm. just no matter what you asked him, just a total, like Manny Diaz said, a consummate pro, and now he really is a pro. Um, and I was so happy when he went first, and I was so happy that he, you know, he's from Jacksonville. He's from... Yeah, he gets uh, to go home. Or, I think I saw yeah. he's the first player from his high school to ever get drafted, um, which is kind of interesting also because Miami has two 
two of their top freshmen uh, actually yep. from that high school yep. too. So they're um, supposed to be right, but I, I was so happy, seriously, when he went because you want to see really good guys and who are talented, but also good guys, you know, go fast. And so when he went, I was really happy, and then also was very happy when DJ went because goodness knows he's he's a hard worker yeah. and uh, and a really loyal. Um, he loved Miami and always positive, right, David? When we interviewed him, oh, always yeah. positive. I just those, both those guys, leaders, and um, just happy they were the first two to go. Yeah, it's kind of something we talked about that it was. I think last week or, or just kind of in the past. Basically, like you know, you look at the four guys who were drafted, and particularly the first three are, are Shaq, DJ, and KJ, and they were all kind of guys that, like we said. You know, there's right. there's obviously flaws with them. Um, you know, like you said, Shaq maybe is a little slow. Um, you know, KJ is you know kind of got that a, a very unique build for a wide receiver. You know, DJ is coming off the injury, and you know his production doesn't quite match up with like some of the All American type guys. But true, they were, true. but they were all guys that just like, you know, you know they're gonna come in and they're work they'll work hard basically. And and in the the later yeah. rounds of the draft, you know that's. That's not going to get you drafted in the first round or the second round, um, but it is going to get you drafted on the last day because that's what guys want. You know, on the last day they're either looking for a high upside guy, a guy who maybe fell because of like character concerns or off the field that you're basically taking a risk on, or you're you're just looking for a guy who's going to come in and give you some depth. And that's what all three of these guys I think are going to do. You know, maybe you know running back obviously late round running backs contribute all the time, so maybe DJ ends up being a starter. Um, you know, at some point down the line here. And late round wide receivers end up being big contributors all the time. And, and um, yeah, I think KJ certainly, like, I don't think anyone you ever talk to will say a bad thing about him. Like, I even I know some people from IMG Academy, and they were all, like, they were just as pumped as the Miami people, it seemed like, to see him get drafted in the last round. Oh, God, yeah. And I rounds. look character. Yeah. I, you know, great character. From all three of them, but I mean KJ. Wow. Yeah, you you just know and, all three you know, of those guys are gonna good. come in and work I mean, hard and and like they're a good example, basically. Yeah, and and, and I, I personally I think KJ's good. I think he's a great pick, a special yeah. team, smart. And the other thing is, excuse me, all three of those guys, the three out of I mean I know they're smart. They're smart. Yeah, they seem smart. So I uh, I it's. Like, I don't think they had anything bad about him. And I think Garvin, I think, I mean, Garvin is, uh, gosh, for seventh round, he's a great pick. And he yeah. always was a really nice guy to talk to also. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Manny Diaz told me that, you know, Garvin was, uh, you know, he's quiet. You know, he's kind of serious and, and very quiet. But that... Um, yeah, he's a good guy. He just has a lot of improvement to make, and that's why I think he was a great pick. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a guy, you know, um, you don't, we just kind of lumped those first three guys in, like, the group of, like, maybe overachievers to a certain extent, especially KJ, obviously, who started his career at Buffalo and was not heavily recruited coming out of high school. But um, I think Garvin's, like, in the same boat a little bit. You don't think about it because he was very good as a freshman right away. Um, obviously, like, Shaq was also, and, and DJ, um, but, you know, he was not necessarily a big recruit coming out of, I think he wound up being a four-star maybe by the end of his high school career, but, like, he was not, like, the most sought-after recruit 
in South Florida. Like Miami kind of felt like they got a steal when they got him um, a few years back. And, and obviously, um, you know, it, it, it paid off. And he, like, you know, he's he's got the physical gifts, but he also has proven to be a guy who's, like, got to work hard and make the most of his talent, um, which obviously is something, like I said, in the late rounds, teams are, are really definitely looking for. Yeah. And I, I actually, I don't think, I understand what you're saying about KJ or Retriever, but I don't think, when I saw, you know, what he ran, how fast he was, it was a four four eight at the uh, scouting combine, NFL combine, and he did a lot of real 18 bench press runs. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, he's obviously, like, really physically gifted, but it's like he obviously, like, developed a lot over the last five years. He gets the most out of – yeah, I, I think he's real talented. He had 892 yards and seven touchdowns as a junior at Buffalo. I know it's Buffalo, but – Oh, he was uh, awesome at Buffalo. He would have been drafted, I think, last – like. I don't necessarily think he improved his stock significantly with this Miami season because um, I think, like you're saying, when he got to the combine, I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe Feely really helped him a lot in the weight room and all that, and his combine was really good this year. But like, he was awesome at Buffalo. He was like a he would be on an NFL team. Awesome, and he would he would have been. But I, you know, when I see the other guys, you know, how which brings me which brings me to the subject of every year. I'm always, I mean, at least I am, I'm always more optimistic than the reality. Like, but, but I'm not the only one. I mean, I, what, right? Mel Kuyper, all those guys, they all told us one after another that yeah. all eight guys, they said all eight guys were going to get drafted. I mean, Pinkney, they didn't talk about as much, and, 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 and that is obvious because of his, his injury. injury. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we can talk about that. Do you want to move on to the undrafted guys now? Do you have anything kind of left on the uh... – the current crop? No, no, I think we're good. I'm happy for all of them, and I really am. And, um, yeah, all good guys, and I really hope they have great careers. Yeah. So, as for the undrafted guys, I guess let's start with Pinckney, because you touched on him already. Well, first, I guess there's, like, kind of four notable undrafted guys, four guys who went to the combine who were kind of talked about as potential day three picks that go undrafted. It is Michael Pinckney, um, who has not signed with the team. Uh, we'll but we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. You got wide receiver Jeff Thomas with the Patriots, Trayvon Hill, defensive end with the Patriots, and Trajan Bandy going to uh, the Steelers. Um, but yep. Pinckney notably has not signed yet. Obviously, the injury was a concern for him. And basically, you know, he, he tweeted yesterday. I don't have the message in front of me right now. But basically I'm, tweeted, uh, like, I'm fine. He's I'll take it easy. Yeah, I just got to get healthy. With the team, I'm going to get back healthy, then we're going to make a comeback. The yeah. team got a plan, meaning his his agent. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems like he's just going to try to get healthy and get in there. And it, obviously it's a weird, you know, this is going to apply for every undrafted guy and every rookie who's drafted in the lower round, but, like, we don't know what training camp is going to look like. We don't know if there's going to be rookie mini camp or anything like that. And, you know, it could, right. hurt, it could hurt some of these guys who go undrafted. Um, sure. And ultimately maybe, like, it's not going to hurt a guy like Pinkney as much as it would in the past where, you know, by no, the time he's right. healthy, they, they're, he might not be behind at all because no one's going to be doing anything yeah. for the next few I, weeks. Yeah, I actually agree with that. And, and, uh, and I think it's very smart. What, what he did, you know, go, saying that and all that and doing whatever or not, they probably, you know, he said, by the way, that he had a chance. He kind of 
hinted or said in the tweet that yeah. uh, he could have, you know, he could have signed. I could have signed with the team. The thing is, why would you do that? He's not. He had major surgery on 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 his hip. Yep. A, a labrum for, to repair a, a tear in his hip, and it, it's it's a several months, a seven to whatever, five to seven to nine months. It's a long recovery. Yeah. So he he would have missed part of the season, and I, no one was going to take the chance. No one, no team was going to take chance. So he's smart. Just get better, and then get better, get better, get stronger, get stronger. Right, David? And then he'll yep. he'll land with he'll get a chance. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a question. Um, he's good. I, he's good, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I've I've would have like if you take the injury away it was like kind of him and him, him and uh Shaq were like my two favorite guys in this draft just because like you know I think they're kind of the, the cliche we've been talking about where like you can trust them like they're kind of right. that that veteran they're serious but then also like I actually think Pinkney's a pretty good fit in the modern NFL where he's a little bit better in space I think than Shaq you know I think Shaq is like a more sh- short thing to be like a really good run contrib- contributor in the run game and, you know, plays downhill. But I, I think Pinkney has, like, he's just a little bit better fit in what you're looking for currently um, out of the NFL linebacker yeah. spot. Um, obviously, he's got to get healthy, though. Yep. But I think every everything, I'm hoping, and I think it will work out for him. Yeah. Um, what about the other guys who go undrafted? Um, Bandy going to Pittsburgh. Um, and the two guys going, it feels like the Patriots are always getting a few, uh, <laughs> Miami guys, right? Like every year. I know. I, well, the Bandy thing, uh, good for him. Uh, well, not good for him that he wasn't drafted, but I really, I, I was very, I was, I, I, I wasn't really sure at all he was going to get drafted. Not because he's not good. Not because he's small. Really good. Yeah, he's great. He's small and, uh, and he didn't. His production was not great. His senior season. year, he, or junior year, I should say, I don't. He didn't have any interceptions, which obviously was like a red card, red flag, maybe a little bit. But I don't know. No. I just think back to that Florida game all the time, and he was like incredible in that game. Um, so I don't know. But I, I get Wait. what you're saying, also. Which? The Florida game. Oh, the Florida game. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Um, I just. Um, but yeah, the secondary. Yeah. I mean, the secondary was the team's biggest weakness, right? So. Yeah. He, on defense. He was. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in the past season, you know, with mm-hmm. the production and stuff. So, um, I didn't, and then I just didn't. I didn't, and I do think he's good. I, but when he look at when he said he had to turn pro because I guess his father was sick or somebody, somebody in his family. And uh, he's a really good guy. He's kind of a leader type too. I liked him. I love yeah, him. Yeah, hundred percent. And I very athletic. And but um, I I think it's a shame that I I wish he was there. For, I wish he was at UM for another year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be interesting. But at the same time, like those, his the biggest concern with him is his size, right? And that's not going to get fixed by coming back for a year. So he's not one that I look at and I'm like, oh, he should have come back. Um, as opposed to. Maybe a guy like Jeff Thomas, who obviously you know had his off-field stuff that you know we don't know as much the backstory on why he left, but I think we can. But I think we can guess. But I feel like he would have put up really good numbers potentially this year. Of course, as long as he like kept his head on straight, which is not a guarantee by any stretch. But um, yeah, I I, I, 
I kind of, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Not because I don't think he's, like, unbelievable talent. Just, I, you know, at a certain point, you've shown yourself. I, look, it, I, I, I think Jeff Thomas is way better fit for the pros than college. He did, I think yeah. some of the suspensions were academic, probably, maybe. I, I don't know, unless they were something right. else. I can't say because we're not sure. But um, he definitely wasn't not an academic guy, let's face it. Yes, yeah. And some guys are not meant for college, like... He was not really, he wasn't, and he, you know, he was there for football. Like, I mean, he just, I think it's better that he gets a shot in the pros because he doesn't have to deal with school then. I think, I don't, I think Jeff made the right move. He needed to to leave. Yeah. Um, And New England actually pretty good fit, I think, just at least from a football standpoint. Like, their wide receiver situation is not great. They... I think a lot of people have like talked about how they just have not drafted wide receivers well over the last few years. I would have liked the situation a lot more uh, two months ago when Tom Brady was still there, but um, you know, either way, he's going to definitely get a chance to make that roster. And um, I, I can't remember if I talked about it on on Mike last week or if just kind of in other conversations, but it reminds me a little bit of Preston Williams for the Dolphins last year, who was really impressive last year before he got hurt, went undrafted, it was a former top 50, 60 recruit coming out of high school, just like Jeff was. Um, and then he had more, I think Preston had much more serious off the field issues. Um, he was began at Tennessee and had like a domestic violence situation. Um, right. Jeff, obviously it's more just like, you know, but, but, disciplinary no. in terms of like, not getting along with coaches and maybe yeah, but, some academic but that, stuff. David, that's, the thing is, you're right as far as comparing domestic abuse or whatever it was, definitely. But but Jeff, Jeff's had a lot of struggles. Okay? Yes, 100%. Comes from a really, really, really uh, you know, um, hard, tough background in East St. Louis. And ever since he was young, young, high school or before, before that, there have been a lot of problems. And... Uh, discipline things and 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 being a team guy i mean that yeah. i mean it's well documented when he was hi- when he was in high school he left the team at one point like yeah, so there's that I, kind yeah, of stuff. Some, some pro- but he always and always again we didn't talk to him that much but when we did always respectful soft-spoken not like a nasty kind of guy at all okay but just his history goes way yeah. back and i th- it, i think he has some maybe personal things, some demons or whatever, and he's just. I I really hope he can get past it. I know it's I, in some ways it's tougher in the pros because they're not going to baby you and coddle you, yeah. right? They'll just get rid of you. Yep. So uh, I really I do wish him well, and uh, God, I'd, I'd love him to do well, man, and and, and lift himself up. All right, uh, let's wrap up with looking ahead to the 2021 draft. It's never too early. Um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of years maybe we wouldn't do this, but it, I think it's worth doing this year because um, looking early, you know, it always feels like if you look ahead a year, there's like some Miami guy I talked about as a potential first rounder, you know. Um, I think Garvin was maybe thought of as a guy potentially or, or you know, way back, maybe Shaq and Pinckney as linebackers before they got picked apart. Um, but this year, or 2021, really feels like it's going to be 
Miami's best draft in terms of the top end in quite yep. a while. Um, I'm, I pulled up thedraftnetwork.com, their prospect rankings for 2021. They've got awesome. seven pages of rankings. They've got a lot of guys on here already. Um, right. They've got Gregory Rousseau fifth overall behind only Trevor Lawrence, Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, and Justin Fields. And they've got um, Brevin Jordan number 21 overall, uh, second tight end behind Florida's Kyle Pitts. Um, it feels like, you know, who knows, because Greg, it's only one year of production really, but obviously it was an incredible year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it feels all but certain at this point, unless something weird happens, that he's going to end Miami's drought of first-round picks next year. Oh, yeah, unless – really, really, unless injury. I mean, he he's he's uh, uh, like character A-plus, a A-plus. Yep. A 100%. Smart, very smart. Obviously, uh, physical, physically. Exactly what you uh, want. And they, production. It's not like he's just a project you know, and, and uh and and just the sweetest, nicest, dimply kid. <laughs> right? The yeah. dimple. He's such a nice kid. Uh, and he's kind of like uh he reminds me of just the way Calais Campbell was. Yep, I mean that's certainly the comparison I, I think he's gonna get this time next year a lot. Yeah, I mean I you know, and and uh just a gosh, he's he's great, you know. So I I uh Unless unless he gets injured, back on wood, um, I think, you know, I, I can't imagine him not having a productive year. Although, although he's definitely going to be double teamed or whatever the heck they do to take him out of the game, but he's so good. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it that much because uh, Quincy Roche is right on the other end, and he is a potential. I don't know yep. first round pick, but you know he's a guy who you know Miami should have. If you're looking at it right now, if you're doing your way, way, way too early mock draft for 2021, there's probably three guys slated to go in the first two days. With Rousseau, um, you know, I think Brevin, as I mentioned, is going to be one of the top tight ends in next year's draft. For um, sure. And then I think you know Quincy Roche is a guy who should be a probably day two pick, maybe higher if he has an awesome year. Um, you know, he's clearly trying to kind of follow that. K.J. Osborne, Trayvon Hill, or mostly K.J. Osborne style path where he was you know, he was an All-American at Temple. The production was everything you wanted to be there. But at the same time, you worry about the level of competition. So you bring, you know, he goes to Miami and he'll have a chance to prove it in the ACC. And, you know, they've, they've obviously got a pretty good non-conference schedule this year, too. So, um yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a big season and is right up there in the uh, conversation to potentially sneak into the back end of the first round next year also. Yeah, totally agree, but I also wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden he ends up being a fourth rounder. So I, yeah, I, I mean, it's know. possible too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To see because like I said, I'm always shy. I'm always more optimistic than it actually happens. <laughs> yep, yep. I think with him... And again, with the level of competition, but I know it's you know between Temple and who Miami plays. So we'll we'll have to see on him. I know he's really good, but I think Rousseau and Brevin are more of the short things. Although I've seen some criticism of Brevin saying that he needs to, he needs he's not fast enough. And I know we've seen him, and he can take off when he needs to, or he's really physical, get get through people. Mm-hmm. But. I've seen a couple of analysts say, 
he needs to be quicker or something like that. That's what they say. But I, I think Rousseau and Brevin and Derek King. Yeah, so um, I'll say this, this list I have up, which again, like, I'm sure they're not even, like, totally standing by it. Like, they have it up there, but, like, at the same time, they haven't done much talking to scouts or projecting or anything like that for these guys. But they do have, so they have, like I said, Rousseau 5. I think I said Brevin was 21 or something like that. They had Quincy Rocher 36, so they have him kind of early second round, obviously way far out. And they have De'Ara King 87, so they've got four guys in the top 100 for next year for Miami. That's great, and that's great, and 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 of course we have to wonder if there's going to be a season, but I don't yeah, want to yeah. get into that because if there's no football season, gosh, I, what the hell happens? If what, oh. what happens if that we get into if if the season actually is next spring? What happens? Yeah, I, I guess Maybe they push the draft back a little bit to the summer then, like June. Yeah, it's got to be delayed because what <laughs> What about guys like all these guys that we're talking about? So yeah. that, I mean, they have, so J- they have Jalen Phillips 125 on this list also, and it's like, who <laughs> knows? <laughs> yeah, Jalen Phillips, defensive end, who hasn't played really in, what, two years? How, I, I, yeah, can't, two I have years, to go back years. and look, but... Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Bubba Baldwin, uh, really, really good safety, but he got hurt, had surgery. Mm-hmm. So we have. To, I think he's another guy. Uh, you and I talked about Zach McLeod, who's yeah. coming back for his fifth year. Um, he redshirted this yeah. past year, linebacker, and uh, like. I think again, he's going to get a lot of the similar. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of the same, like, scouting reports, I think, as, like, Shaq and Pinckney. Like, he's just so closely tied to those guys. He's a super hard hitter and whatever, but he also had injury, I guess, the wrist problems over his career, which I guess he's better. Oh, God, he's such a good guy. I love that guy. Yeah. And he's smart, so smart. So he's another, like, uh, wild card. I mean, he could... He's a guy that could break out, or but is there going to be a season? The whole thing is just well, so complicated. And I think the, the wide receivers are in a similar boat where are they going to thrive? Is someone going to step up? Maybe it'll be Jeremiah Payton. He's not draft eligible, so it won't matter. But, like, is right. D. Wiggins going to have a 600-yard season? Is Mark Pope going to finally put it all together and, and become a top top target is Mike Harley in this new offense, like, become a, you know, his, with the combination of his speed, like, he's going to do good at the combine, probably, if he gets an invite there, like, if he has a good enough season. So there's there's so many spots on this field. You know, it's kind of the way we feel going into the season, obviously, is we'll, get, we'll carry over it in the draft where there's just so many guys that, um, you know, it feels like someone is going to step up somewhere. There's going to be some breakout star somewhere on the field that um, – we're not talking about very much right now, or we are talking about because we're talking about who's going to be that guy, but, but is not, doesn't have a track record. That's going to have a, a good year. Yeah. I, yeah. It's well, you said something about Corey Gaynor. Yeah. Maybe Corey Gaynor, you know, centers are, you know, he's got kind of, he's what you look for in a center from like a personality leadership standpoint. Um, but you know, the offensive line is so bad. It's impossible to project. Um, what what that's gonna look like? Like I don't know. Maybe Devon Donaldson will look like freshman Devon Donaldson again, and he'll get a shot. Or maybe right. or I mean, DJ Scaife has always been kind of pretty good. Maybe he uh, becomes a really intriguing draft target if if the offense looks better and he's kind of the the centerpiece of the offensive line. 
true. Um, I have to say, though, that, um, I don't know, you know, kind of in closing, uh, I, I, uh, every, tell me how you feel. I don't think you get as nervous as I do, but when they get to, when they got to number, this 255th pick, Mr. Irrelevant. You're always worried <laughs> it's a Miami person. I go crazy. I'm always like, oh my God, is this going to be a Miami guy? I almost, it's like, I, I, I kind of don't want it to be a Miami guy because I feel like it's, I don't know, there's something about it. Everybody would be making fun of Miami then. Can you imagine it? <laughs> All the Gators fans? Uh-huh. Well, I think they have a lot to make fun of Miami about this 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 weekend anyway because it was uh they they kind of dominated the draft to an extent and it, in regards with uh the state of Florida. Totally. Oh yeah, the Gators. Knowles yeah, only Gators had one guy great. picked. FIU had two. Uh well, it was it was not a good uh not a good draft for Florida just in general actually. Like like there not a lot of high school or not a lot of like Florida natives taken. Um so, next year I think will be a bounce back overall, not just for Miami, but um, you know for the state in general as well. Yeah, I agree. But let's let's just let's hope there's a football season. Day, what's yeah. going on? What's not going on? Is every day is a, is a new surprise? Yep. All right, I think we can wrap things up there. Um, as you noted at the top, there's not a lot else going on these days. Are you you working on anything right now, or taking it easy for a little while now? Well, I'm I, I'm seeing what you know. We're going to see what happens now with um, with college football, you know, because I know that they're all buzzing about uh, what you know what's going on. The conference commissioners and uh, and the college football powers that be, TV people. I know they're all trying to make their plans for what's what's going to happen and by the way i i do i, I do want to add that i i really enjoyed the draft this year like i always obviously i have to cover the draft but i really enjoyed with the uh, pandemic how they did it i um, think I, they're uh, going to take a lot of pages from what they did this year because uh, i mean i saw uh, brian flores like he was like this was great like i got to spend so much time with my family and yeah, you know, I think they're always gonna have the, uh, you know, whenever they can, they're gonna do the like live in person thing again, like at least for the first round. But I don't know. I think they're gonna take a lot of cues from what they did this year because it was definitely a success. Uh, I mean, obviously a rating success, which was pretty much guaranteed. But I think right. also like people were, you know, P- NFL people were happy with it. It wasn't just like fans like enjoyed watching it it was nfl people like the way it was executed and i'm sure players like being able to be with their families oh um, they love and the fan it, it really opened the door open you know it was like you you could into this their lives i mean people fans i loved seeing the kids and the, yeah. and and the families and seeing their houses it was great and seeing the little kids you know doing their stuff it was just so human I, yeah. I it was it really made it nice i liked it i hope boy i hope in some way we can get that again next mm-hmm. year or whatever whenever it happens again yep all right you can follow susan on twitter at s miller degnan um you can follow me on twitter at db wilson too um again not really sure what i'm working on these days but actually there's been a little bit of recruiting news um you know this is supposed to be like the recruiting hot zone right here pretty much uh, right. Spring football and and Miami's actually gotten a couple commits in the last few days, so um, can read about those guys uh, 
over at uh, MiamiHerald.com. Um, other than that, I guess we'll be back next week or two weeks from now. We'll we'll figure some stuff out um, as we uh, wait on a, a decision on what the football season might look like in the fall, if it will happen. Um, it feels like we're kind of like getting to the point where, you know, there's – the, the, the Heat might have access to their facility Friday um, based on, like, NBA and uh, Florida rules. So, like, it kind of feels like we're, we're starting to, like, we're going to start to get a sense maybe of not – we're not restarting things anytime soon, but we're going to start getting a sense of, like, what the possibilities might be in a way that's more than just speculation, I think, in the next few weeks here. Yep, for sure, for sure. And you know, David, every time we finish doing a podcast, there's news that comes out like an hour later. Yeah, so the football season will get canceled between now and the time this posts, right? <laughs> That's, uh, I, w- I would love to have the rest of the day off, though. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up there. Uh, thanks for coming on, Susan, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Hey, take care.